This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Hello, hi y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers and the breaking of all things normal. Hello, hi y'all. I'm back, baby. Um, we're back, should I say, because I'm with Jeremy Shulman, the uh, cameo <laughs> communicator special guest on the podcast that was recently released with Jill O'Brien from the Wild Idea Buffalo Company. Um, we, we had to do a special intro that was talking about their post because they made a post, just in case you haven't listened to it, they made a post right before I was about to record the intro for it. They made a post with a bison head bragging about how their staff was fully vaccinated. And I had some, I, I felt a calling to say something about that before I sent all y'all to their website because there's a code where you can get 5% uh, off your purchase that they offered to me, but I was like, nah, let's give it to the customers on this one. Um, Wild, Idea, Wild Idea Buffalo. I think it's Slash a, breaking is it a company or is it yeah, not on dot org? I mean, dot com. Definitely dot com. But I mean, is it the Wild Idea Buffalo Company or Wild? Anyways, we, the more we talk about it, <laughs> the more y'all will think about it. And I highly suggest you think about it because I have a freezer full of uh, bison bones, bison bones, testicles, and hearts. And I'm very stoked about that. Jeremy, you've joined me on some of the adventures of eating these bison organs. Yeah, the, the marrow is probably my favorite. You slow cook that, you kind of have that marrow full out of the bone. And then my second favorite, probably going to be the bison heart. I don't like it as raw as you do. I'm not a savage, but I definitely enjoy it and can feel the, uh, feel the bison energy surging through me. Do you think you're becoming more of a savage? <laughs> that, was, that was part of the intro. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. People were like highly... I had like a, I think it was like a wild idea customer very triggered by that intro. Oh really? And then I've had a lot of people that are like, yeah, I listened to the intro and then it got and then they didn't finish it, but they're like, yeah, that intro. Oh, so here we go. We're continuing on that. And part of that intro was like, are you a lion or sheep? That you were feeling more lionish than ever. Do you think you're becoming? I mean, what's the difference between a lion and a savage? And these ideas lion, to you, lion and savage are are are, are the same animal or the same energy. Just someone who's willing to take autonomy for their choices, for their life. Just someone who doesn't sit back and let someone else make their decisions for them and uh, enjoys living life and enjoys taking risks and seeing what happens. Yeah, that reminds me of like the idea of like the bi biggest risk of all is not taking the risk. Mm -hmm. Or like that, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not cliche at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, and the cliche thing about cliches are like not wanting to talk about them because uh, they're cliche, but there's, there's a deep embedded truth in these cliches. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah I'm listening to the story of B, as I was telling you, from Daniel Quinn. It's finally on Audible. Thank God. And I mean that sincerely. Thank, thank Ja. I've heard about this book. And uh, his, the, other, the book before it called Ishmael that I recommended to you that I think you re recently listened to changed my life so such in a positive way that I was like, there's a sequel to this? And I'm almost done with it. But it is a lot about uh, savages and lions and all the way to caterpillars to a talking gorilla. But it, it's really about a message of life. Um, distinguishing the difference between takers and leavers mm. and how like since the agri like the industrial revolution and um what he would call totalitar totalitarian agriculture has taken over which is a very recent experience mm -hmm. experiment for human culture um that we're basically he um from my understanding is he's saying that if we don't change this experiment we're going to destroy ourselves yep <laughs> that's that's kind of what the uh, Ishmael was about as well, you know, and kind of wrapping it all back to savages. It's funny that, you know, us Westerners, Europeans came to this land and we called it manifest destiny to take the land from the tribal people. We called them savages. They said they weren't, you know, taking advantage, advantage or using the land properly. And it's funny that the savages knew exactly what they're doing. They would have quelled the problem of global warming or climate change that we 
are experiencing right now, which I don't, I don't know if it's a global warming issue, is more of a polluting the planet and making all the resources like shitting in your own water yeah, supply. Yeah, we're shitting in our own water, and you know we think that's cool. <laughs> but it's something that, if we take a look at the way the tribal people, the way the indigenous people have lived on this planet, they've had they've had it right. And we continue to this day to think, oh no, you know, we don't need uh, we don't need to do things differently. We just need to use technology. We need to use uh, new medicines. We just need to advance when we actually need to kind of change the rhythms, move back to what we call maybe a savage life, or we're lions, and sh- not not sheeple. Yeah, like savages meaning potentially um, what most people would call prehistory. This is a part, like part of the point of the book of the category, uh, the the story of B. From my understanding, is that he's saying like one of the biggest viruses of the mind is to call what happened before agriculture prehistory, pre-history. because it allows people just like throw throw it out. It's like a oh, I don't know. It's like, it's like delete. Yeah. I mean, and he says that no, no, actually, don't delete that because everyone before the agriculture before um, destroying other people's foods mm-hmm. or withholding food from other people yeah. before that movement, which is very recent, that that was never a concept of people. And for people to think that there was one God um, and that, that, that the God they believe in is they're so aligned with that truth that they are willing to kill or coerce people to adopt that belief he said, like, before this agricultural meme, uh, totalitarian agricultural meme, um, this would, none of these concepts ever existed. And that, that there is, that's a potential parasitic thought that's going to um, destroy us all. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. We're, 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 we've been sitting at a tipping point, it feels like, for a long time right now. Do we somehow integrate the knowledge of the indigenous people with technology to empower, to rebuild and regenerate our farmland, our waters, and do we, or do we continue to do everything for profit? And if we do everything for profit, we're going to continue on the same course that we've been on, you know, since the industrial revolution. Profit, profit meaning like accumulating the symbol of monetary power. Or yeah, the, the I illusion mean, of power that you have, someone can have more power than someone else. Yeah, I because mean, because what their numbers on their screen say. Well, yeah, if you have enough numbers on the screen, then you can, again, lobby politicians. You can, you know, pay legal bills. A lot of times, our court system and our entire institutional systems are set up. If you have enough money, you pay the fine, you go on. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, it makes sense. To break the law, pay the fine, you still make more money at the end. So it's it's just set up backwards at the moment. The profit um, is more important than human rights, than people. And I think people really want to change, but there's going to have to be a little bit of chaos for that change to occur. There's going to have to be some, some, I guess, pain. And there's such a... There's such a concrete attitude of keeping the things the way they are by the small percentage of the people that are running the world right now. They don't, they don't have any incentive to change. They continue to take more power, more resources. And this is the time where we need to reallocate those resources, decentralize power, give everyone a say, and have transparency in our systems. We have no clue how, why, and when these decisions are being made, bills are being written. If we just have some transparency, some turnover in government, limit corporations' power, then we can start to really heal this planet. But if we rely on our politicians and our corporations to make the changes we need and uh, to, to heal the world, to reallocate, I, I think I think I wouldn't hold my breath. Hmm. I saw a thing today from Paulo Coelho, also one of my favorite authors, um, the alchemist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the love pilgr- that book. The Pilgrimage, um, 11 Seconds, I think it's called. No, I may mean, have read a lot of it. That, he actually got me to read. 
He actually got me to enjoy reading. I saw he posted something on his Facebook day. I mean, I don't know if it's him or who it is representing his Facebook, but it, I believe it said make Orwell fiction again. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty accurate at the moment. That could be the title of this podcast, make Orwell fiction again. Yeah. Meaning like this big brother, we are watching you, like the video camera is following you everywhere, AKA vaccine passports, AKA do whatever you're told, AKA like we're training you to be extra, just like you, just like I train my dogs. Mm -hmm. uh, there seems to be a training of hum uh, uh, domestication of um, humanity going on right now. That's why the, I think the lion and the sheep metaphor is quite brilliant from JP there to reiterate that in one of his videos recently. Yeah, uh, I, it's interesting that you say that. It, it seems like the that it's taboo to talk about these issues in our, it, in our it world. Is. I think it is. It, it's it, and that that shouldn't be. Like we we we're in a society where many people left their homes because of dictatorships, because authoritarianism, or just wanting more opportunities. And you know what is our country built on? Freedom of speech freedom to practice whatever religion you want to. And, and for whatever reason right now, people just get upset with talking about things that aren't part of the mainstream narrative. Or, 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 or even if it's just not even part of the mainstream narrative, if it, like, if, it, if it touches that chord because some part of them knows that there might be a, a thread of truth there, it, 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 it just kind of doesn't want to be talked about. Like tonight, I was sitting at Shabbat dinner with my family <laughs> and I, I, we can't we can't talk about any of the issues in the world. I wanted to stand up and say, "Hey, do you guys see what's going on in Australia right now? It's kind of scary to me." And you know, everyone's like, "No, we can't talk about that. We, we don't want to upset everybody." Well, let's not do that. And I just don't understand when when are we going to talk about this? If we can't even talk about it, how can we expect to make any changes? Well, the genius part, and I don't know if we talked about this in the intro or if we talked about it at the creek or wherever, but the genius part about this Orwellian story becoming true is the what I think we concluded we, we call the confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. That once someone, I mean, literally injects something that they, I still don't know what's in that vaccine. Like, is there, are there, is there fetal tissue? Do you know if there's fetal tissue? Or like the whole story about that? Or is that also propaganda? I don't know if, about that specific information. I know there's a spike protein and I know that uh, what really has been concerning about the vaccine to me is usually the spike protein is stays at the injection point. So if you get a shot in the arm, your antibodies go to the injection point and they're created there. But what they're finding is this spike protein is pooling now in different organs in the heart and the ovaries and all these things that kind of shouldn't be happening. This is just information that I learned from the creator of the mRNA vaccine. I, I was listening to the Dark Horse podcast with Brett Weinstein, and he had him on. And he said, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with an MNR, mRNA vaccine. But they found out that, you know, through these studies that these spike proteins are not where they're supposed to be in the body. That's a concern. Spike protein. This all just seems so like dreamy and crazy and story. Like we are in a spiritual uh, text. It's a crazy simulation. Yeah. yeah. We're in the midst of one. Yeah. And it's being written. How's it feel? You know, I've spent a lot of the last winter coming up into spring and summer being, feeling a little powerless, a little hopeless and something has changed in the last few months where it's like, hey, now or never, man. Like, you, 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 you can sit in your house isolated feeling powerless and helpless or you can, you, can, you can go get yourself healthy. You get outside. You connect with nature. You do yoga. Do whatever you do to stay strong. Take your supplements. We all know we should be taking D3, zinc, vitamin C, quercetin, all these things that we know that are going to be protecting us from the virus. So we know if we have our body strong, then we know we can go and stand up and say, hey, wake up, people. Let's do what's right here. Let's not just go along to get along because we've been doing that for a long time. And look at the state of the world. It's not going to fix and heal itself. And I love watching videos of people protesting in the streets. 
It's not being broadcasted on the mainstream media. It's almost being blacked out. I see most of this stuff being posted on Twitter. It's, uh, that's my favorite news source because you can actually see people that are in the streets in Brazil or on the streets in Australia showing what is going on because we're not seeing this stuff put on CNN or MSNBC or Fox. It's just being blacked out. They have a way of kind of uh, separating us, but people are waking up and they're getting angry and they want their autonomy back. And I'm, I'm feeling that energy right now. I don't know if some of it might be just due to hang out with you a little bit too. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I, thank you for saying that. And I, um, I do believe that somehow like there's, that life is a war. It is a kind like, I, I believe the ultimate cooperation is competition. But in the sense of like a, a sperm, like come uh, in the sense of a cum shot, like you know, you have two children. I trust that like you would have wanted the millions of sperm that uh, were all um, activated and inject, uh, injected at that time. I trust you wanted the strongest one to win. Correct. And I also trust you didn't want your sperm to like be against each other. You just wanted the strongest one to win. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I it, like it would be really sad, and, and then maybe that happens. Like, it, it sounds like what I would imagine autoimmune diseases are like if those sperm metaphorically were fighting each other instead of mm-hmm. like the crab in the bucket. Like, allegedly, if you put a bunch of crabs in the bucket, yeah, that um, when one gets close to climbing out, the other ones will pull it down, although that has n- it's not helping itself at all. Yeah, is this like uh, and this is why I lean, I lean towards this is like the devil. Um, and, or a parasite, or however you want to call it, but it is a spiritual war. And I'm, um, I feel very good. I, I, I think this might be the best time of my life. And you know, I'm going through a lot personally too, but in reality, it's the best time of my life because I actually have something to fight for where I don't think anyone's going to get hurt. Um, but I'm on the front lines of what I believe is good, and I've been waiting for this moment. Maybe this is why I'm alive. Um, and it's to fight for what's going on in my personal life and is to fight for what I would say is a war, a spiritual war that's obviously unfolding before our eyes right now. And um, I, here, here I am. Maybe we are born to be warriors. I feel that strongly. I feel like my purpose is being revealed at the moment. The reason that I came to this reality is to fight this fight, is to protect my children is to create community, is to move back towards a way of living that the indigenous people had. Like all that is coming to a forefront in my heart right now. And it's just, it just feels amazing, even though there's tons of uncertainty and hopelessness and fear, but I'm, I'm almost excited to see what I can do. Excited to see what I can handle and what I can accomplish. It's like all the hardships that I've gone through in my life have trained me for this, for this battle. Because it, it, it is a battle. And, I, and I'm not trying to beat anybody, but I am trying to make sure that the ones that I love are protected and that there's a place in the world where people can make their own decisions. I think that's so important because you never want to get to a place where a government, a dictator, a king is making the decisions for everybody. Because this happened repeatedly in history. It doesn't work out well. You know, that's why we have violent rebellions. That's why we have overthrowing of governments. Because when one person gets into power and that power pools and concentrates in one area, even if that is Gandhi, eventually that power corrupts. It's just... Human beings are flawed. Their flaw is they can't handle having that much say over other people. It makes them do inherently evil things without them being evil themselves, I almost believe. Uh, well, I, did I hear you? <laughs> did I hear you maybe point to the slippery, the slipperiness, the slippery slopeness of these mandates because it gives people the taste of having power when, when they've never experienced it before? Yeah, I mean, mandates are so scary. What, what's what's going to be the incentive structure for these politicians and corporations to give the power back? 
there was just um there was just the the Moderna CEO came out today and said we can go back to normal life just be ready to take booster shots uh, a couple times a year for the rest of your life. He literally said that. Oh uh, really? Yeah. So I guess like you know just you. immune systems don't 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 need those anymore. Don't need there couldn't any there couldn't be anything bad about not having your own immune system fight viruses, bacteria like it has for I don't know the last 180,000 years. Or, or millions. Yeah, millions, but I'm just going to anatomically um, modern humans. <laughs> I'm not going I'm not going that far back. That's the that's what Daniel Quinn, my understanding is he's pointing like that's the issue with our current culture. It's like, oh, that's I don't, that's another category. Yeah. It, I I agree. We 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 can only handle so much uh, with our human brains, you know. We like to tell ourselves that, you know, modern civilization started 5,000 years ago, but we're finding more and more evidence throughout the world that we're seeing that civilizations are 13,000 years old, modern civilizations. So it's the the narrative and the information is changing, but we're not updating textbooks. We're not updating a lot of the teachers. Um, the, things are starting to crumble. You're yeah. seeing the cracks in the wall. And, and the truth of it, that I'm, I'm thinking of a lot of books tonight. Uh, the third door. The third door is like a more modern interpretation, I would say, of almost what I believe the thesis from Viktor Frankl's books that I've the Man, Man's Search for Meaning. Um, that when he was a Holocaust prisoner, I think the realization that I got from what, listening to him was um, that, that actually no one could ever take the choice of how he perceives what's going on. And I think when someone has that understanding, then they realize that there is no mandate. I mean, you can call something a law. How many people... Uh, break the speed limit every day. I've heard the, my la one of my recent podcast guests that I haven't looked it up yet. He says that there's a book like called Ten Felonies a Day, and how like the average person just breaks the law relentlessly without even knowing it. So why in the freak is everyone thinking like the, this mandate? Why is everyone when it says 55 miles per hour? Why are like 80 percent of the people going 50 miles per hour? They're like, wow, they're taking this one seriously. Yeah, I I I hope you're right. I hope that. People don't take this one seriously, but it seems like they're going after people's livelihood. If you can't work, if you have a career. And that's why this is a real spiritual war. This is, is, really, this, this is really happening. I know. I have a friend who's been an engineer, and he's worked at the company for 10-plus years, brought in tens of millions of dollars for the company. And they're saying November 8th or 9th, if you don't have the vaccine, you're terminated. And this, this, is, this is just saying, okay, we're going to take your livelihood. You have two children. You have a mortgage. We got you right where you want to. Luckily, this guy kind of saw this coming. He's been studying money and, and Bitcoin and all these things and, and creating autonomy in his life. So he's prepared for that. But there are hundreds and thousands of millions of people that if they don't do this, they they. They won't have money to feed their families. That's what they think. That's what they think. That's what I, I, like. I, I'm getting down to the bare bones of this. Like in the sense, when I say <clears throat> there's no mandates, like it is not. No one is required to live. Hence, suicide's a big killer. Of course. So, I, like, I don't need to breathe right now. I'm choosing to breathe. And there are yeah. There's like all these laws and signs and ideas all around me. Um. And I, I, I believe I'm aligned with most of them, but I have a feeling that, like, yeah, I don't always follow the speed limit and much, <laughs> and much more. And sometimes I don't follow the speed limit because it's safer because I want to get the heck around an 18-wheeler that's swerving and I don't want to stay near him. Yeah, you can see that sometimes breaking the law or choosing not to follow mandates, you know. To save your life. Can save your life. It's saved. Breaking the law has saved my life many times. Potentially, I haven't stuck around to figure it out. I had to break a speed limit and get the heck out of the way. Yeah, you got to do it sometimes. Well, I hope I hope a lot of people will start to see that it's time to not follow these mandates to break a few laws that shouldn't be laws in the first place. And they might not be laws in the first place. It might. This might. This is like such a, a unique time in history. I think where there's a lot of smart people. They're like, 
wanting to get very familiar with laws to find out that there's a lot of grace gray stuff in a lot of this. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of legal battles. We're gonna see where this all lands, but it's it's time. It's time. Everyone's got their spiritual war. Everyone who's been, you know, cultivating their skills, going through their hardships, they were built for now. You know, we've had a a lot of um a lot of tranquility, especially in the the Western hemisphere for a while, you know? Okay, so one thing I want to talk about that I know we've talked about off air, but I want to bring it to the yeah. air tonight. Yeah. Um, the the in this potential, let's just I, I'm at a tribal council right now, and I feel like it's I'm going to talk right now at the round table that y'all are all a part of, and I want to hear back from y'all in whatever way is most aligned, whether it's a review on the podcast or a direct message to one of us, um, or you can even text me. You would have to listen to the podcast with Paul Reese to get my number. <laughs> like that a treasure hunt I might send some people on. Um, but I would say, if this is what I think it is, my understanding is that um, the devil must reveal. It's like it, the, it, the devil has to ask for consent. So if this is a spiritual war, whatever you think is the devil, or if you think of a darkness or evil or your shadow side or whatever it is, that it must ask for consent. And um, that when when I consider that as a spiritual like my my shield mm-hmm. in the spiritual war, I, I'm amazed that that the devil can wear a mask. It can wear a mask, and it can be deceptive. But it has to ask for consent. And I think a lot of people are doing things that they have just they've got lazy with their independent thinking. Mm-hmm. And outsourced this energy, whatever you, whatever we want to call the energy that's being puppeteered. I never called Biden Satan's spawn. I think I someone messaged me about that. I was Satan's puppet, which I think is very different. Um, but this energy that's puppeteering so many of these politicians and the propaganda that's being passed through, uh, actually, no one has to do any of this. Like I said, no one has to even breathe. Yeah, I think that there's some kind of chain of command here and people don't know higher up, higher up, higher up where the ultimate top is. And, and I think it's right in the middle of me and all around me. And, yeah. it's what, and I think it's what beats my heart. And uh, to think that law, like to believe in these ever-changing mandates that are shifting so quickly to me is like outsourcing spiritual sovereignty. Well, we're we're allowing fear to make our decisions for us, and we're 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 not we're not thinking logically. We're not actually evaluating what's going on, because if you take a look at the at the the entire picture, the entire narrative, which seems to have more cracks in it every single day, if you look at it, you know whether we should be doing everything that they say. It just it just seems like it's breaking down at the moment. At least to me, I have more people, at least willing to say it. My dad and I were having a conversation, and I was just trying to get him to agree that segregating society is not a good idea. <laughs> That's what I'm so amazed about. I'm amazed by that one. Yeah, it will. Like, I thought we learned this like quite recently. Like, yeah. the black people, Jewish people, women, like the, we, the whole thing. I mean, it just goes on and on. We yeah, and then. Essentially, just bringing the biggest segregation that we've had, and you know, since slavery, we're gonna just do it all over again. We're gonna make second-class citizens. We're gonna make people that won't get health care. You know, we have people like Jimmy Kimmel going on TV saying, you know, you deserve to die, or you we should you shouldn't get care if you are not vaccinated. We're not gonna treat you in the hospitals. I mean, doctors in some places aren't treating unvaccinated patients. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Some people can't get vaccinated for multiple reasons. And a lot of people don't want to get vaccinated come from the minority communities, the black, the Hispanic communities that already have a distrust of institutions and authorities because they see their families getting beat up and killed by officers there, you know, there, there's so many reasons for the minorities not to trust power, and we're saying, okay, trust us now. Go get this vaccine. They're probably they're saying, no, I don't want to get this vaccine. So you can't participate in society anymore. We're, we're doing, we're, we're creating segregation in the worst way 
all over again. It's like good people don't seem to think that's a problem. It makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Just like well, um, good people can catch a virus of the mind. Yeah, it is of the it, mind, especially virus of the mind. Great book. Check that one out. <laughs> I mean, maybe the most relevant one ever yeah. written a long time ago. Yeah, I just, I just pray at night before I go to bed because this, this, this narrative consumes my brain a lot of the time. I just pray that people wake up, that we can solve the problems that are actually at hand together and not segregate, not fight, not divide, because that's what the devil, you want to bring it back, the devil is trying to divide. They're not actually trying to get anyone vaccinated, this or that. They're just trying to get people divided. And it is, there's so much division within families, within workplaces. I've never seen it like this. I've never lived in a society so divided in my life. Well, isn't, did you, so speaking of the devil, <laughs> must uh, ask for consent. I think it's, and I talked about this with a recent guest, Josh, did you listen to that podcast with Joshua, Joshua Rainier Gold? No, not yeah, yet. That's a good one. That's a good one. That was last week, right? Yeah. COVID backwards is divoc. Is this, what was that? Is that a real Hebrew word that means division? Or am I, is that not true? I, I, I'm the wrong person to ask. I, it that. sounds like it's, what I saw that I think someone could even Google, maybe Google by this time. They'll have I think their, it's Latin. I don't know if it's Jewish. Uh, it, it says it's a, in the Hebrew, what I remember. Or in the Hebrew? Yeah, Hebrew language, it means a, 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 um, a negative spiritual energy to divide. Well, that's exactly what's going on within families, within countries, within offices, with, you don't, you don't, we've, have you ever experienced anything like oh, this? Oh, no, no, no. I, I think I, I have like through my grandfather, like, um, and through my genetics and, uh, it's, I feel like it's in my bone marrow. That's maybe yeah. why I love bone yeah. marrow, <laughs> but I never, I never have seen it so clearly in my face before other than like media, like the movie, um, Contagion. Contagion yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. I just don't I just don't understand how good people, good smart educated people don't don't see that this is all about division and this isn't about ending a pandemic. If we wanted to end a pandemic, we would first of all, we would have a pandemic that we say that we weren't prepared for. We have, you know, guys like Dr. Fauci who are in control of the narrative of this pandemic. Lead puppet. Lead puppet, but Lead he's puppet. he's this guy who's been saying since you know, 2012 or 2017, that this is coming. Why didn't we have, you know, a billion masks, N95 masks that actually prevent the transmission of viral um, viruses ready to go? Why didn't, we, why didn't we get our population healthy? Why didn't we, you know, start telling people to take vitamin D, zinc, quercetin, Ivermectin. Ivermectin is another whole rabbit hole that no one really wants to go down. They're just dismissing it. It's a horse hole. It's a horse hole. Yeah, right. It's horse dewormer. Do you know in India right now, their take home, they, they had the Delta variant start there, at least. That was my understanding. And they had those scary spikes. The Delta in variant not being, do you think it's a, an actual, do you think it's from vaccine shedding or do you I think have no it, clue. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, okay. I don't. <laughs> or a new one that was released from. I think, I think it was some, it was a mutation. Okay. Where, how it mutated, no clue. But I know it was prevalent in India. And then in India, they started making these kits. It had um, vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D, um, doxycycline and ivermectin. And they also put in N95 masks and surgical gloves. And you can see deaths plummet, plummet. And you look at places like in UK, um, United States, where they're going up. They're, and even in Japan, the health minister there has said, okay, we're going to start using ivermectin. So the fact that if they wanted to end the pandemic, they would allow things like ivermectin to be used, which has actually been shown to reduce the viral load. And, it, and if you, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. If you ask ICU doctors, there's um, Dr. Pierre Corey also on the Dark Horse podcast. <laughs> the Dark Horse. It's a great podcast. I mean, I just love the Dark Horse with talking about ivermectin. And <laughs> all this I see what you did there, yeah. <laughs> but no, he's, he's been treating um, and he's been in communication with ICU doctors across the country and they've been treating with ivermectin and they've been saving people's lives. You need to take it early 
to really have an effect. But they, they see people that have long COVID that will reduce um, their symptoms. They also use it for people that take the vaccine and they have long COVID symptoms for it. They have the brain fog. They lose their sense of smell and taste. And then ivermectin comes in. They take that for a while. And what do you know? They get better pretty darn quickly. Wait, so is it possible that ivermectin is a detox agent for the vaccine? Not a detox like, agent. It reduces the viral like, load. Let's say someone took the vaccine and they're like, I, I admit I did not want to do that. Why did I do that? Because actually my dad being a pharmacist and he sees this on the front lines and me doing a little ride sharing with Uber and Lyft, I hear all about it from like all that, the, the front line, like I'm in the midst of it. It's not a biased. It's just people that use ride share. So I guess that's a bit biased. Um, it seems like a lot of people are just getting the vaccine because they think they, they had to. And then like, I'm not like, what about all the people that are like, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't, what, what can I do to, re can I reverse anything with this? Well, it, it can't, it, it, what has been shown with ivermectin, Dr. Pierre Corey says that if you are having long COVID, meaning um, symptoms from uh, the, the, the vaccine, if you take ivermectin, that has been shown to actually reduce those uh, symptoms and then reduce the viral load. Because that's the problem is your body doesn't know how to get rid of all the spike proteins and it's kind of like it creates a cytokine storm within the body. So the alarm bells are always going off and, and you can't And this it. is a virus or a parasite. Why do antiviral medications work so well? Like well, it's an antiparasitic medication, which is the funny part, but it's obviously okay. having effect. Uh, it's an that's antiviral. What yeah, so yeah. Is it, uh, do you think this COVID spike protein potentially is a parasite more than a virus? Or because like my understanding, and I talked about my this with my dad way before like even these topics became that much popular about the hydroxychloroquine mm -hmm. um my dad did the ivermectin if i'm saying that right and the hydroxychloroquine my mom did just the hydroxychloroquine and antibodies and i was with them she did the monoclonal antibodies yeah too. yeah like she has she, she has a lot of connections to those yeah those, big, those, big are hard, those are hard to get <laughs> yeah I, why is it hard to get for if, this, they're if these? But not. I'm just saying, if what works the best, why is it so hard to get? Not only the expensive things, but hydroxychloroquine and and the horse dewormer. These are not a horse dewormer. It, it, so that's <laughs> that 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 was what CNN said. Uh, ivermectin. Let's be clear. Yeah, let's be clear. It has yeah, been I, prescribed I, I for believe, humans. I believe in horse medications, okay, but yeah, so I know. I you know prefer you prefer the animal everything. <laughs> yeah, anyways, I get that. Go, go ahead. But no, ivermectin has been around for 40 plus years, four billion doses have been dispensed, and it won the Nobel Prize in 2015. So this is not some um, medication that hasn't been tested in the human population or is at dangerous at all. It it's, has less side effects than aspirin. But what is so effective about it? What, what do you understand that well, part? You know, I, if, should, I could talk to my dad. I need a second show with him soon here. I, I, I don't understand what's so effective, but the only thing that they can take from it is that it reduces the viral load. And of, what makes, of this current one. Of, this of, current of, thing. of COVID. Yeah, and so. what makes COVID deadly sometimes is if, if someone gets a very high viral load of it, that's when they get really sick. That's why sometimes people can, you know, walk around and not even know what they have it because they have a low viral load. So if someone's getting sick or they feel like they, they have it, if you catch it early enough, it can reverse the course of the disease by reducing the viral load in the body. But it's important to know that this medicine is not being allowed to be dispensed. Well, in, I've heard in El Salvador they got uh, everyone got like a bag of it, including Ivermectin. India, India too, but and they didn't. They, isn't it El Salvador like? change their currency to Bitcoin or oh, something. Yeah. El, what Sal is El Salvador is kind of an interesting place right now. It might be the place you want to be in the future. Right now, uh, it's still heard, kind of... And I will also say this. I've met a lot of sketchy people in my life. And one of the sketchiest <laughs> persons I've ever met, and he's also very successful. He's not... Um, I'm just not... He's not only sketchy. Uh, he, he... I've never heard such a hard sale to never go to El Salvador. <laughs> from, and it was from him. Well, I mean, it's been run by gangs and, and not so good people for a long time. I think the current president is trying to make a change. He's trying to bring them out of poverty. That's why he's made Bitcoin legal tender there. He's given $30 of Bitcoin to every single human being that wants it, that opens up a wallet. He's also said... What, what, what platform do they open a wallet through? So they, a, they're using something called Strike. Wow. And what's amazing about it is Strike, you can send... Um, remittance payments, because that's what all these um, uh, all these Latin American countries, tons of their money is being stolen from them 
by companies like Western Union who take large amounts to send it back and forth. So now, if you have now have a strike wallet, you can use Bitcoin, the network, to send money on its payment rails and then transfer it back into dollars or back into pesos or back into euros, wherever you're sending it to. It's, it's amazing what they're doing down there. And the fact that they're empowering their people with an open, decentralized network that anyone can plug into, anyone can have a bank account if you just have you know, a, a, essentially a mobile phone. It's pretty incredible, but we're, we're kind of going down. A, no, I'm happy to go down that one. I mean, you know, I, you know I'll always talk about Bitcoin. I know. That's why I wanted to uh, connect it to the El Salvador uh, memes that I've seen floating around. I mean, it's hard to know what's actually real and what's not because um, maybe media is the virus. And I say that because I saw a previous podcast guest holding that sign up today, Troy Casey, what's up? Um, and uh, because of Virus of the Mind, the book, and because I'm not sure, like why I still want to know why do anti-parasitic medications work the best? On COVID? Yeah, yeah, arguably. Maybe it's some kind of, some kind of parasite that we don't quite understand. Is it a paras? Is it that's what I'm saying? Is it a spiritual parasite at the roots, and it's being um, memefied as a virus? I guess it's it's a parasites don't um, don't multiply and infect as many people as a virus. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I I meet like credible people there, like saying there's there was no such thing as a virus. Like like what? The well, I love meeting these people that like really spin my reality on my head. And I understand it as well because at the real root of all this, like um, everything we say in a way is a lie because I think it's like uh, trying to, like language is a, lie, is a lie in a way because it uh, tries to categorize things with words. And that might, that's like getting lost in the trees for the, the forest. In yeah. A no, and, and language you know, human beings are the only people that have language on this planet. How you doing today, Daniel? What is your usually response? Uh, I'm doing good. When usually you're probably like, okay, I got this to do later. I'm super anxious. You know, like so we are, we're not meaning to lie, but because we have language, you know, dogs they don't say how you know how how am I how am I doing? You know how dogs feel. Yeah, you know, dogs like this dog it walks around naked all day. <laughs> And that's why I think people don't want to talk about what's going on. At the root of it is that because we are already under so many mandates. Yeah. There are so many people that blindly follow mandates already, which is like at the root of Adam and Eve getting, when they got kicked out of the garden, mm -hmm. they, the fall of man, the fall of man. Also, Daniel Quinn, I think, would say that would be the agriculture, totalitarian agriculture. Um, this The... The, whether it was the correlation, whether it was the response, whether it came, the chicken or the egg, mm -hmm. was that, oh, now we need to hide. And let's start with our private, our most powerful parts, our private parts. We're naked. So, yeah, I, you know, here I am. I, I make a big fuss about it on my Instagram about, like, these people want me to wear a mask. But in reality, I can't go, if I go in there naked, I might be in jail. You would be in jail, Dan. <laughs> if, would, I, if I went in there naked. So, I'm in the matrix. It's, 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 it's such a beautiful chaos, isn't it? It is. It presents us with so many problems to solve and to grow. We, they, we're here to either evolve or devolve, you know? We come into these bodies, we're faced with these challenges. It'd be pretty boring if, if we didn't have anything, you know, to challenge us to grow, right? Um, yeah, great, another great parable since I'm speaking in parables tonight, it seems... <laughs> That, uh, and I think this one might be like an Alan Watts one most recently. The idea that the king had the button that he could push and have whatever reality he wanted to create. Mm -hmm. That after some time, what he wanted the most was just a mystery. That was it. He just something he didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. I, th I think that's... This is where we get to have the, the good and evil, the light and the dark, all these parts of us play out in this simulation and it is a mystery we don't know where we come from we don't we don't know how we get here this is all information that we digest from our parents from our teachers but the truth is we just don't know and and the the fact that this simulation has gotten so crazy in the last i don't know 
I know since Trump got elected, I feel like that's when the, the simulation really started to speed up. Trumped it. It did. It did. I mean, people people wanted <laughs> wanted wanted some crazy shit to happen, and since then, it's woken a lot of people up, and it's pissed a lot of people off, and it's pushed people back into their corners. And let's see where we head from here. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about another book. Which I would, I will, I will probably listen to again now after this conversation, especially if you will listen to it or read it if you have not. Outwitting the Devil. Have you listened to no, it? No, but I will. Okay, it's from Napoleon Hill. Outwitting the Devil. And um, yeah, that's a good one. My understanding of that book is that uh, it was released way after Napoleon Hill had passed away or died, and um, however you want to say that, and. The family finally released it, but they would not. They were very hesitant about releasing it, and it's the book seems to be him talking to the. He's saying he recorded a conversation with the devil, and he put like the devil on trial, mm. and the devil pretty much um, explained how he has ninety eight percent of the human population under his control through uh, drifting and hypnotic trance, and mostly propaganda through preachers, teachers, and parents. 98%. I'm very confident about that. I wouldn't believe that until <laughs> just recently. <laughs> that makes that makes a whole lot of sense. But I think what I want to say while I while I have your audience here, I think that it's it's coming to me now is that please go find someone, give them a hug, whether they're vaccinated, unvaccinated, whether they're Trump or they're a Biden supporter. We need to be together right now. I don't know how else we're going to overcome the devil, how we're going to realize that we need each other more than ever right now. And, you know, what, what, what can we do, Daniel, to get people to wake up? Well, I'm going to outsource my recent readings of Daniel once again because I just want to, you know, I love honoring people that really gave it their all. And I feel like these books are a um, treasure trove of this person named Daniel Quinn giving it his all. Um, I think that, and it's the same ethos of international tribe design when I was doing those events, is that, uh, yeah, it's like breaking normal, like just like the Big Bang. We're in a we have to we're having a big bang and it's time to go back to like tribal community um being connected to what's real the be, being connected to the food instead of the menu there's like this menu somehow has captivated people to think there's like an east and a west or a right and a wrong where that wasn't the case before <laughs> this this big bang of the industrial revolution and totalitarian agriculture. And I think, yeah, to, in order to, we're having like a relapse. It's just like these stocks and the, the cryptocurrencies and, yeah. like, and everything, like energy goes in waves. Mm -hmm. And the wave of my opinion of the future that's going to thrive through this cultural chaos will be to realize that like, oh yeah, all this, none of this is necessary. I, I really want to do what's most real. And that's probably like, eating food with your families and like you said, hugging them and kissing them and singing with them and dancing with them and knowing like maybe like tw one person to maybe 50 or so really well mm -hmm. and uh, stop getting lost in the, the illusion of uh, all the way from the tabloids to the news to Facebook. These are all tools and they're fun. Um, but to think they're what's real, that would be, that would be, the sperm that doesn't win the race, in my opinion. I like what you said. Get 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 back to what's real. I think you have shown me that. Like going back into nature since I've, we've started hanging out recently, getting in the river, lying so, on so that real. Rock. Isn't that so real? That big ass stone that it, collects the most heat in Boulder next to the freezing ass river that's so cold and clean with all the fish that you can see. It's 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 absolutely necessary when my life seems like, or my mind seems so jumbled from all the information, from all the emotions, when I get into nature, I get in that cold water and I go and lie on that rock, nothing matters except being there, present, connecting with other people, connecting with myself. Like if we can get people to do that more, I think that's how, that's how we 
overcome. What was the Timothy Leary slogan that got him thrown in jail so many times? Do you know? It was no. like it was like tune tune out, tune in or drop out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got got thrown in jail for like talking about like mushrooms and cannabis and stuff like that. And now and like, then, those are like both legal. And, here. Now, and now look at John Hopkins using all these same substances <laughs> yeah. to uh, heal PTSD, depression. People with you know oncology who are going through cancer, they're going to use these drugs and they're, they're, they're having a much higher quality of life. But we've been told, no, we can take Zoloft, Paxil, uh, Ritalin, Xanax, all these mind-altering substances, just not these, um, these specific ones. Hide and seek. Hide and seek. Another parable, metaphor, cliche that's probably connected to some of the other things we talked about. But like the idea that like that's, maybe that's what we're doing. Maybe that's just the... So maybe we're, I'd like to think a lot of times I've liked to think, and I still do that. Maybe I'm having a really fun game of hide and seek right now with my creator and it's captivating and it's, it's like intense, it's intense. and it's restful and it's peaceful and it's blissful and it's great. And then it's like, and it's like, Whoa, wait a minute. And it's scary. And it's all these things. And it seems like, it would be pretty boring to uh, be distracted by a uh, a comic or a or a news anchor or a, the show. The show I, I believe in shows to distract myself. Yeah, every once in a while, it's like the medicines and the poison, the poisons and the dose. Yeah, um, I love a good movie. I love a good comic. I love a good. I love watching the news every once in a while. It's that's the one. Some of the craziest things I've ever seen, and I don't watch it much as the news. I'm just like, how? What the fuck? Just, no, wait, 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 wait. What did what? I don't know how anyone takes the news serious anymore. I mean, I I think I know my generation. I'm 35 or 36. I'm a millennial. I don't think anyone uh, my age and younger watches watches the news. <laughs> and if they do, it's a very very small small portion of that population. But, but the news is new now because it's more of like a it's more entertainment than it is well, news. and it's like an expansion of what people are looking for if they're using their phone that's where they get most of their news yeah. because of the way algorithms work and arguably the law of attraction like what people are looking for they'll see. Yeah, that's true. And maybe in a haunted house, you know, we're coming up to Halloween. Have you ever been to like the simulated haunted houses? I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big guy uh, getting scared. But I'm imagining the people that enjoy that really enjoy it. Like when their friends got so, like they got scared to death. Yeah. Um, I would just say like that scared to death moment because of the show of the news. Yeah. <laughs> make that a moment instead of the uh, duration. Yeah. Don't make, don't, don't let it, don't let it keep playing on a loop. That's for sure. Because it is. If you look, just gotta get look at a few books, listen to a few musicians, um, unplug from un, unplug from that reality, make your own, and, and break the normal of addiction to approval. Like if you can, if you can just experiment with just not, like I, if what if you didn't need anyone's approval, what would you do? You'd be you. Yeah. If you didn't need, if I didn't need anyone's approval, what would I do? You'd be you. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't shape shift to to and do things for other people's approval. You'd find out exactly who you are really quickly. What you like. What you want to do. Just go check in with your five year old or four year old self, though. Then you know who you, what you would do. That's why it's so good to have four and five and plus year olds around. Huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Authentically, like it's just authentic expressions, ongoing. Until until a mask is chosen, <laughs> until a mask like that's, I feel like that's when a child becomes an adult, and sometimes maybe a child will never become like a teenager may never become an adult, or a thirty year or forty year old or fifty year old may never become an adult in the cultural sense of meaning that like, no, they are not. They are just their expression is childlike, mm -hmm. and but the mask. I mean, I mean that in so many ways. I know you do. Uh, like the, all the masks that all of us have worn or will wear or are wearing, just to make it so in our faces, it seems like it's making a joke of the whole thing so we can wake up. And I think that's what we're doing. Um, yeah, I think that's what we're doing. And it's a lot. A lot. It's a lot to think about. 
Yeah, it's like that. I haven't. I know you've done um, more therapeutic stuff, probably with plants and more ceremonious ways. But I think about like that. What I understand about those toads that have the five meo DMT the toads. Yeah, that they come out with the first monsoon, mm-hmm. like that they're underground and hibernation for all this time, and then thunder strikes from the monsoons of that season and then all of a sudden they have all this milk on their backs and then someone can smoke that milk on their back and go crazy yeah, like whoever you know. whoever figured that out <laughs> and whoever figured out how to to find the two separate plants in the jungle to to make the concoction of ayahuasca i mean there's just there's some incredible medicines that can show you what masks you've been wearing but there are other ways to do it i've 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 done some plant ceremonies and They'll teach you a lot and teach you what masks you're wearing and teach you who you've been trying to please or what pain you've been carrying, but you don't need to use the plants. They're just a, a, um, I wouldn't call it a shortcut, but an accelerated learning. Not easy. (laughs) At least it wasn't for me. Some people look like they have a great time on it. (laughs) I, I go to hell and back and then find my heart. It's, that's, I think that's what we're all trying to do. Like, we're all just trying to find a way to love and accept everybody and take judgment down, take barriers of division down, let the separation, the illusion of separation go. And I know that sounds like very metaphorical, but this, this world seems less and less real. Like this is less and less the base reality that we come from. Yeah, it's like the the great remembering well, like slash that. great forgetting. Well, human beings have amnesia, not only you know during this lifetime, but when we get to this lifetime, we remember, we, you know, we can't remember anything, <laughs> and we repeat it over and over. Because that's the hide and seek fun. I mean, do your kids love? Is hide and seek has hide and seek once been one of their favorite games or no? Yeah, we add we we add tickle hide and seek. So <laughs> if you get found, you get tickled. So that's is it one of their favorite things? Absolutely, one? absolutely. Everyone wants to get lost and then be found. <laughs> well, do you have anything else to say? I have a lot of notes here. It's a cool thing. I just appreciate being able to to talk with you and uh, getting to reach some of your audience members and hopefully uh, some give us some feedback on different uh, trails we, we let them down tonight. Yeah, so, yeah, and on that note, tribe design, a tribe, a group of people telling stories around the light to be less afraid of the dark in this ultimate game of hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And... That's what I'm afraid. I'm saying that in a more funny way. Like afraid that we might be coming to is like, maybe all of us are having a great remembering slash forgetting slash reawakening slash like the, the, the stage as we know it actually just like the lights came on back like they just lifted the curtain like wait a minute what the heck i see it i thought this was going to be less obvious that like there's a light person an audio person and an audience a front row audience and people are just not engaged in it and people are like wait this is a this show is evil um i think it's time to find your tribe and that means for you too like find your stones and your creeks and what works for you because I think, um, I guess we all die alone. That's what that's the one thing we all have in common. So why not enjoy being together in the meantime? I love it. And if that, and and maybe the best time, the best way to be together is no, no more than like a hundred people. And maybe it's not through the illusion of a phone or a screen, but maybe it's like more like flesh and blood and in person and like pupils dilating and body parts sweating and hugging someone that's sick and helping them hmm, hugging someone that's sick helping them being there for them no one wants to go through that alone be there for somebody mm-hmm. well that was a good we're right there at the hour 5909 thank you daniel yeah thank y'all hey Bison liver and bite. We talked about a little bit on the podcast. The tribe vitamins get on it. Um, if you are want to eat raw liver every day, just a bite of it. I would go maybe see if the wild idea buffalo can 
I'll give away some of my supply there. If they have some liver available or whatever calls to you, but raw liver, holy moly. Come, come get Daniel's uh, dry vitamins. The bison liver is very potent. And if you're suffering any from anything like anemia, that thing, that can change that very, very quickly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a, and I'm stoked that you're on them and there's just so many people around me that are using them that seem to be embodying what's inspiring to me. I mean, I know I'm biased, and I, I am. Maybe I'm a bison too. <laughs> maybe I'm a bison too. I know I'm biased, and maybe I'm a bison. You're a biased bison. <laughs> That's a nice name, the biased bison. Remind you get that URL tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for breaking normal, Jeremy. Thank you. Here we go. We're gonna keep doing it.